Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Legacies Podcast. Today, it is I am joined by Ashley and Andrea of the Show Hunters Podcast. Uh, Chloe is out ill, and uh, Ashley joined Andrea and I on the other podcast. So while we had Andrea on, she agreed to join us here for the Legacies Podcast. So thank you, Andrea, for filling in Chloe for Chloe th- this week. Um, Andrea watches Legacies as well, so it kind of all works out. And we talk a little bit about Legacies on the Show Hunters podcast. Um, and so, yeah, make sure you check out that podcast because we talk about Riverdale. We talk about Manifest. There's a new show that we're obsessed with called Tell Me a Story that everyone needs to go watch. Um, but, yeah, go check us out over at the Show Hunters podcast. Alrighty, Ashley, you're going to take the rain on this one. Let's talk about this week's episode of Legacies and all the drama behind it. Okay. So this week at the Salvatore School, they decided they were going to get a council together, which has all of the um, different factions in there. Uh, They had voting, and we ended up getting a council of Caleb, much to my dismay, and Hmm. Josie. (laughs) We have Hope, because like Hope said... There, she's the only one that could represent herself because she's, you know, the tribrid. And then we had Raphael. Um, but to get there, we went through a whole bunch of crazy drama where Raphael took over being Alpha. He beat the crap out of Jed, and it was amazing. I, when he picked Jed up and threw him into the wall, I was like, that, that's it. That's done. Like, he's done. But also, like, it was such a short fight, too. Yeah, I, I didn't... I didn't I thought, expect it to be done in one fight. Like, I felt like it was going to be, like, multiple attempts to be the Alpha. Yeah, and actually, I read, like, a recap where they brought that up, and it was like, man, Jed has been training at the school probably since he was a child, and then we've got this new kid just coming in, and he's only been here for a few days, and he can kick his ass. <laughs> well, so... I think when it comes to the werewolves, it's different than the witches because the witches will have been ones that are there since they were young. I mean, because that would have meant that a child tr- killed somebody. And that's how he would have been there at, at a young age. So maybe mm. the reason why he's like not as strong is because he hasn't been there as long. Maybe because yeah. you don't know exactly when he triggered his gene. Or, and with the wolves too, it's like it, it might come down to strength. Yeah. Um. And yeah, Jed sucks. Like, <laughs> I I don't even know how he became alpha in the first place. Like he just didn't come off. He as seems like, like a wimp. He didn't come off as alpha type to me. Um. Mm-mm. But I don't know. Like, For some just, reason, he's able to like domineer all over all the other wolves, and it's just like, really, why does everyone just go along with it? It's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he seems. He seems like a bad bully, like, you yeah. know, like, hurt people, hurt people, and <laughs> Jed just seems like that, like, I don't know. It's just, like, why did they even put up with it for so long? Yeah. Like, I guess, I, like, but at the same time, the school has, they seem to have very much a mentality of, like, oh, yeah, that's just the way it is. Like, there's there's got to be a pack alpha, and he's, I guess he's always just got to be a dick, and we have to go along with everything that he says. Um... Because that's that's kind of the way that um, you know Josie was it Josie uh, yeah. presented it to Raphael and and when she did that too I was like um, it doesn't have to be like that though like 
Yeah. And Raphael, like, for a little bit, went along with it. And he was like, I guess I better accept if this is the way it is. And then he just didn't want to take the crap anymore. And it's like, yeah, well, I'm just surprised he's the first one to ever do this. Well, and he did it for Landon. Um, yeah. Really, that's what it was. And, like, yeah. Landon and Hope went on a fun, like, journey through this episode of testing out to see if he had any supernatural, like, lineage of any And I really kind. think we're not going to find out what he is until, like, the end of the season or something. But yeah, what I, I like... find interesting is he didn't have any traces of magical, like, magic anywhere, which um, Emma said that that was strange, because even humans somewhere in their lineage mm-hmm. have some sort of magic. But, but I really think I'm... that he's one of, he's something that we've never seen before, for sure. And he's uh, he's connected to that dryad. So I guess I'll wait till you bring that up. But he's connected to that creature because she had the same feeling about the knife that he had. I think that um, we can just like sort of t- like talk about it. Like I'm not saying can... that's what he is, but like no, he's connected to that to that. And maybe she... the other creatures too, because I think they're all drawn to that knife. Wouldn't it be an interesting thing? Like you know how like. Like, bear bear with me for a second. You know how dinosaurs went insti- like extinct? Like, there was just this big thing that happened, and they were just mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. What if there was, like, a bunch of supernatural creatures that some event happened, and, it, like, mm-hmm. either they forgot what they were, or it completely made them, like, turn the gargoyles like we're just stone. Like, you didn't need to move. And it was something to do with that knife, and that knife was the cause of it. And so yeah. now that the knife has been activated and moved, whatever spell was put in place has been lifted. And so now all of these creatures are starting to like come out of the woodwork because they don't really know what's happening. Because yeah. the dryad kept saying like something happened and then there was like darkness or something. And it kind of seemed like she didn't really understand what was what had happened and why she was drawn to the knife. Yeah, and they, they kind of touched on that too with the fact that um, so she had that guy, Oliver, the dryad had this, he, he, I guess he was one of her old lovers or something. And she's like, I'm not going to talk until you find him. So Alaric gets um, Dorian to go find him and he doesn't remember her. So that they, they think like, okay, so maybe like the reason why we have never seen these creatures before um, is because, yeah, they've been like erased from existence or something. Someone has, Something has happened where people don't remember them, and like they they had to have some reason. Like it's a good it's good that they're just they're not just pretending like oh suddenly dragons and gargoyles and stuff exist. You know, um, it's good that they have like some sort of explanation for it because otherwise you'd be like, well, how is it in this universe and we've never seen these things before? It's almost yeah. like it opened another plane. Like remember when mm-hmm. the, in the Vampire Diaries when Bonnie and Damon mm-hmm. and like. I were all in this like other like prison universe the other side or yeah yeah the prison world and stuff yeah like what if like there was like another world where all those creatures were sent to or were in and then the the knife being moved like opened a portal or something but I also think that Landon is like bigger than any of these things like he could be like the key to everything because because yeah. Landon has a picture of because while they're doing all these like testing Hope and Landon, she asks us some questions about you know does he know who his parents are and he knows his mother's name and he's got a picture of them, 
and the Vendraya draws this symbol as she's mm-hmm. as she's dying or as she's trying to resist the urge to like attack Dorian and Alaric. That is exactly what's on the net, like is it on the necklace of mm-hmm. Landon's mother? So you see that there's a connection there, and that's um, a, like this is why I love Julie Plex writing so much is because she always has like this deep mythology that she brings in. Like that's right, right off the bat. Like that's what she had with Vampire Diaries, and that's what separated it from like Twilight. Because um, in in the beginning, like that, it seemed very Twilight-ish, and then the fact that they had such a deep mythology and deep history with like goes back to Catherine and even goes back even further, and then you have the original vampires and all that stuff. It's like here, that's that's where we have in this show. Now we're getting a new mythology, and I just want to say like that. I love that about. Julie Plek in this universe. I like how Landon and Hope were able to sort of bond over being lonely and being disappointed by people. And it sort of showed her that, like, while she, what she is feeling is totally justified, that it's not unique to her. That, yeah, the circumstances to where she is led is unique to her, but he also knows what it's like to be abandoned and feeling like okay no this foster home is going to be it or this time it's going to yeah. be it and just, you know, yeah they definitely have a connection they have a chemistry um i i do like landon a lot um i just hope that like this can't be the last time we see him like he gets sent away at the end of this episode uh hope sends him to new orleans and he's gotta like i hope that doesn't mean we see less of him because i really like landon no i think that maybe while he's like there something happens or they figure something out but i think they might end up having to take an impromptu trip to new orleans and i think that'd be really cool um but yeah that whole storyline where they're trying to figure out who he is or what he is essentially and he fails all of the tests mm-hmm. um like the the whole thing with like jed beating up jed beats up um landon because he blames landon for Raphael even considering challenging for alpha and that's when, like, Hope makes the quip of being, well, I guess we can rule out, su- uh, like, quick healing or super healing because he's really injured and he doesn't feel safe. And that's really, like, when we get to the end of the episode, they're voting on whether or not Landon can stay. Mm-hmm. And Hope voted no to protect Landon because he didn't feel safe because she had this orb where it would glow green, I mean, glow green, blue when he was telling the truth and would glow red when he was lying. And she noticed that it was red when he said he felt safe here mm-hmm. at the school. So she voted no. Uh, Josie voted no. So did Caleb, but he's a dick, so nobody really cares what he thinks. <laughs> and <laughs> Raphael, obviously Raphael voted to keep him. And Emma, I, I guess the teacher gets a vote as well. And Emma voted to keep him because she And then she ditched. It's like weird. It's like... She voted first, and then she was like, "Hey, now that my vote's there, bye." She's like, "I gotta go find Jed." It's like, no, like cares. I have better things to do. Whatever. Yeah, she's like, "We gotta go." She's like, "We're all about inclusion and making people like feel like they're mm-hmm. safe here," which is why I gotta put a search party together to go find Jed. It's like, who cares about stupid Jed? Like, bye. Um, so I liked that, but Josie didn't originally want to be on the council. Lizzie was all for this, like. Yeah. As course as Lizzie fashion, taking right after her after Caroline, she's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be the spokesperson for the. And she was so serious about it too, and it was she, like she was running. It was like she was trying to be president. 
Yeah, she, she, I mean, about she it. like her outfits picked out and mm-hmm. like winning and and she had a whole off. campaign and and Josie was was running the campaign and it was it it was really like telling of their dynamic too because it just w- went without saying it was like you know Lizzie's gonna run for this there's not even gonna be any talk about whether Josie wants it like that's not gonna come up um, and. Like, Josie's going to make sure she gets it. And she is going to get it. Like, she was so sure that she was going to get it. And she was, like, basically counting on Josie for that. But it was all, like, unsaid. It was yeah. just, like, this is the way it is. And, and it's like, uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's a very weird relationship that they have. Very codependent. It, and, it is uh, very codependent. And when you've spent your a good portion of your time taking care of somebody, and then you've also spent a good time because like there's always give and take in relationships of any kind and when you spend all your time giving you lose a sense of who you are yeah in general. she's been and, like you get the sense that josie's been very suppressed um because she doesn't know who she is when she's not helping lizzie and yeah. because it's been that way their entire lives lizzie doesn't see that there's a problem mm-hmm. and that's the fundamental issue of the whole campaign is that lizzie's running and the whole time you see josie like t- taking down posters that have terrible things on them or but what's even more messed up is like folks. sorry go ahead oh i said and also like bribing people to vote like will you vote for lizzie mm-hmm. and she's like oh yeah if i can have her sweater like things like that like josie yeah. was working it for lizzie. like the really messed up part is like at the end when penelope opens lizzie's eyes to all that she does it in a very like on like she she doesn't like ease her into it like she just says it right out um, and it's kind of like a bomb to to Lizzie, but the way she handles it, like she thinks that she's she feels like a horrible person, but she's not. It's not like she goes to Josie and apologizes profusely or anything. It's still all about her. It's still like I'm such a horrible person. Like, you know, I I hate myself and I need someone to make me feel better. And then she like jumps on Raphael, and she doesn't even think about. Well, I, I she doesn't even realize that Josie has feelings for him. But I wonder if she did, she would even think about that anyway. Like, she's just so self-absorbed. Yeah, no, and, she... Sorry, and she made it about her. Like, it was like, I, I'm a horrible person. So then she becomes the victim. But it's like we've said on this podcast, like, she's very Caroline season one. Very Caroline, yeah. It's like, yeah. ugh. Yeah, and nobody liked Caroline season one either. And then she became like one of the best characters. And I think that um, her. But at the same time, she's not like a carbon copy. Sorry. I just no, want to no, say this. She's not like a carbon copy of Caroline. Like, if you go into the show, like, when you haven't seen it yet and you just assume she's going to be exactly Caroline, she's not. Because I think Caroline was much more confident in herself. Whereas um, Lizzie has all these insecurities. Well, I think Caroline. I think Caroline wasn't confident in herself. I think that Caroline, she had, she had false confidence. She put on a facade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because whereas, yeah, in, the, in the pilot, like, like, um, I think it was the pilot where Caroline was like, "Oh, Elena always gets everything." So she's very jealous of Elena and, and like wants, like, she doesn't think she's as good as Elena or whatever. But it's it's different. I feel like. Yeah, but I feel like um. What's her name? She, her, what's her name? The, Lizzie. Lizzie. Sorry. Lizzie. I feel like she um, can't hide her. She can't hide her. 
mm-hmm. her like insecurities. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's she's very much an open book, and I actually I like her actually. Oh, I do like her. It's just yeah. it's the dynamic, and also one of those things when you when you're given things, you don't really, especially in the relationship. I don't think she's necessarily at fault. Because they've just been that way for so long that it's. Like, I think it's, she's just like a human, a human being. Like I don't really, I don't. Like I, like I didn't like Caroline very much in season one. Like she seemed very mean girl kind of, and but I do like Lizzie just because I see the human in her, and I I see um, like that she she has like good, and I can see the good right there. Like it just has to be pulled out like she just has to be less um you know yeah self-absorbed but i think that's gonna change yeah i think she's gonna go through like an arc like she's gonna realize um yeah what she's doing to to josie because penelope really pulled out like the whole like you know josie's always there for you doing what did you ever consider her initial reaction to it was so bad but i mean what we can't expect any anything less like we saw her have a tantrum. We saw her tantrum in like the pilot episode. Like that's that's kind of the way she handles things. And mm. I guess it I guess it does also have to do with like um you know the fact that she's from the Gemini coven and stuff. Yeah. Because like her whole family is so messed up. Like if you think about Kai, like if if she has Kai's genes, you know. Oh god. Watch out. Watch oh, out. Oh god, she's in a snap. <laughs> watch out but no i i liked that dynamic i thought that was cool and it brought penelope into a new light for me where it seems like she's doing this um for josie because you don't really know why they broke up you just know that that josie and penelope were together Mm -hmm. um i did like that one sassy line where um josie said something about her doing something that was like that was even that was low even for you she's like used to like it when i'd go low mm-hmm. i thought that was a when i bad. heard that line i was like whoa like <laughs> i that, i was that was unexpected to me like that's I the kind of thing that like yeah i loved it too it was like oh you went there and that was edgy that was edgy and i liked it um, but that's that's one of those things that you don't expect to hear on tv right yeah, you're just like, oh, okay. I, I really liked that. But that was just funny. But no, I think that she... She's so super hot, by the way. Oh, my yes. God. Yes. So hot. It's ridiculous. I... I want them to get back together. Yeah, I, I would, I want... I'm starting Especially to now. lean that. I'm starting to lean that way. Yeah. Like, it, it really um, changed things, hearing, hearing her say that stuff. It's like, oh, do you still have feelings for her? Like, okay. And now, now I kind of want them to get back together. But um, at the same time, I'm still shipping Hope and Josie, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. No, I think uh, there, there's too much happen. history there. There's, there's way too much to unpack with that. I ship it hard. But yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be one of those things that like the fans always kind of want. Kind of like um, if you watch Supergirl and like people want Supergirl and, and um, uh, you know, Luther to like be. Oh, together. yeah. Um, that's never going to happen. It's similar to that. <laughs> but no, I, oh I, I definitely like leaned that way a little bit, but now I'm kind of just like, I want, I mean, who knows? Maybe it will. You never know. But it's just because like every scene with Hope and Josie, like their chemistry is so great. Um, and I, like, I just feel something when I, when they're together, 
but I, I I could be okay with them having like a, a friendship too, but I want it to be like a good friendship. Like, yeah, if, if you're going to, if you're just going to go there, like give me a damn good friendship. Like, you know, like a Lark and Damon levels. Give me that. <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah. That's not asking for a lot. Yeah. Well, there's well the it got, they dirtied that a little bit later on, but like that relationship was like really good. Sorry about that. Um, and then I think the next faction, we haven't talked about the vampires yet. No, we haven't. Um, was the vampires. And like I said, Caleb got the vote because Caleb is, Caleb is a backstabbing jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last episode, Caleb was um, verveined and put into the dungeon because he's been uh, eating humans, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the punishment. Yep. That's the punishment that we've seen from the beginning. Like, you just... Yeah. You gotta, you gotta end up down there. Like Stefan, it happened to Stefan. It happened to Damon. You know, it's just it's how it works. The way it works, yeah. and that's the one that we don't question. But for some reason, he's so entitled. I, just, I mean, and it's not so even the same. It's not even the same like cockiness. Like, cause you, you know, when Damon came in and he was all cocky and superior, and he was mm-hmm. all anti bunny blood, it mm-hmm. was, it wasn't. It doesn't have the same feel, and I don't like the way that it feels coming off of Caleb. And I and I don't know why. Because he's he seems more like a brat. Yeah, I think Damon. It's like he's for Damon, so it was like yeah, it was for Damon. It was like you could sense that he has been through some stuff, and there's a history there. But with Caleb, he's just this bratty kid who thinks that he deserves all these things that you know. It's just, yeah, it's just entitlement from, like, nothing. Like, and where I do you guess... get off? Where do you get off? That's what I want to say. Like, with with Damon, I got the sense, like, okay, he has a reason for the way he is. But Caleb yeah. just doesn't seem to have that. And he, basically, MG thinks that he's running, you know, basically unopposed. Didn't seem like anybody else was running. And he thought that he had Caleb's back. Like, Caleb had his back because he was doing it to free Caleb. Because he felt guilty. I don't think he should have felt guilty at all. I feel like Caleb was getting the just punishment. He manipulated him. Yeah. He definitely manipulated him, and it's gross. <laughs> and then the way that all the other vampires reacted when Caleb won, it's like, how could you... First of all, how could you do that to MG? He's, like, the adorable... Like, He's so adorable. Adorable, yeah. nerdy. Like, he loves the comics. Like, I don't understand how, like, all of the vampires were, like anti because i feel like he has he's somehow got everyone under his thumb like he's he's a master manipulator and it's weird i don't yeah Yeah. i don't i I also feel like a lot of people are afraid of him yeah me too me too i don't know why he's not particularly frightening he's just annoying maybe it's because he's he's willing to like kill people He's willing to go there. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's like he's willing I'm... to break the rules, and like that—that's actually like really breaking the rules because it's in you're in a school system here. Whereas before with Vampire Diaries and stuff, it was just like, well, you're breaking ethical, moral rules or whatever. Now it's like you're you're really actually breaking the rules. Yeah. And and um, I don't know, like teenagers are drawn to that crap. I don't know. It's like, I guess you could be like, all right, you want to be a real, real vampire? Go out there and see how long you'll survive before you get tracked down by a vampire hunter. Because they're werewolf hunters. I guarantee there's vampire hunters out there. Well, there's also Jeremy. Well, yeah, yeah. there's Jeremy. But <laughs> Jeremy would just have him, like, you know, drag he would just bring, drag him back to the school and throw him in the dungeon. 
So, yeah, and then in the end, I guess that just felt really bad for MG. And um, I just kind of feel like he's getting shafted in general because... Yeah, because he was trying to make it up to him, right? And he felt he feels so guilty. And it's like, yeah, he has nothing to feel guilty about. Also, I kind of had a little bit of, like, another, like, I felt like MG and Lizzie were making some, like, progress towards whatever MG, like... And How cute would that couple be? I know, remember Let it happen. He was so into her in the polyester. I love like, MG. MG's my favorite. I know. And he he's so into into Lizzie and the way he like he likes her the way he likes her is so pure. And like he genuinely likes her and I feel like he sees the good the good stuff that we want to see like that we see too. We see that in Lizzie, but he sees it too and it's like that couple would be so cute. And he like knows about the 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 bad sides, and he kind of accepts it. And he's kind of mm. just like, and he also wouldn't let um, Caleb talk trash about her when he called mm. when he like made a derogatory comment towards her. He's like, no, you're not going to talk to talk about her like that. He was yeah. not okay with it. And I I really liked that character a lot. And it makes me sad that he's on the council, but I highly doubt Caleb's going to be a significant character. He doesn't seem to be, so maybe he'll lose his spot on the council. And MG and Lizzie are going to rise. I'm predicting it right now. I'm hoping. I They're mean... going to rise. It'll be... What is, what is their ship name? <laughs> <laughs> MG Lizzie. <laughs> That's... Liz G. Liz G. No, I... M Lizzie. That sounds like a rapper. It does. Yeah. <laughs> So no, I and the other big focus of this episode was how terribly tragic Alaric's uh, love life has been, how oh much God. loss he's suffered. The dryad brought that um, brought it up; Surface, she could yeah. see it. And you know, going down his tragic history of Elena's mother, Jenna, Joe, yeah. the, the mother. And how like immune? How weirdly immune he's become to it now. Like, I don't think it's healthy, but at the same time, I'm glad he's not, like, all depressed because we've seen him, we've seen him in his darkest, most depressed moments. I'm glad he's not there, but at the same time, he's, like, weirdly okay with it. Like, I think he's kind of accepted that he's going to be alone forever, and it's just better that way because then he doesn't have to go through what he's been through already. He never has to go through that again. I think he's just thinking, okay, I'm just going to, I got my kids. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for my kids. I have Caroline, but she's like at arm's length and that means nothing's going to happen to her. And I think he's like, you know, he's comfortable in like being, you know, not completely happy. Yeah. But he's like, it's safer here. So it's sad. But okay. I, he's going to, and there's going to be somebody. I'm, I'm sure of it. I'm feeling it's going to be Emma. I just have this weird mm. feeling. They had something in a couple episodes That's ago. That's cute. I think that'd be nice. That's um, cute. Yeah. But I don't know, because that was, like, the other thing with the dryad, like we talked about. Um, and we also got to see Mark Dorian. I really like Dorian. Um, I found the way he buried the dryad at the end to be very sweet. Like, he was actually going to bury her, and then she just turns into a tree, mm-hmm. which was really beautiful, by the way. I mm-hmm. really loved it how that whole thing ended that really gave yeah. me inspiration for one of my books that i'm writing actually i had i included this this tree that i looked up and it kind of looked like that and i included this tree in this story and i was trying to figure out like what could like what could i use this tree for 
and like that gave me some ideas i'm like oh perfect so i like wrote it down really <laughs> quickly I'm like that's so good yeah yeah it was like she didn't really die yeah it's like she got just... another life it's like she was promoted <laughs> like she was promoted <laughs> and like I also love how when she's not, she didn't want to talk, and then he's like, "Well, we're just gonna wait around." She's like, "Well, trees are patient," and she just sits down, and it's like, "Well, that's a good point. Trees just kind of exist." I got so, some like Sealy Queen vibes from her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely, definitely. I really liked her. It was cool to have a. She was really like majestic and cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think out of all the monsters we've seen so far, she's like the coolest one for sure. Yeah, I liked how. <sighs> You know, she could talk and the conversation she had with Alaric. And also, like, when they were talking about love and loss, it it wasn't depressing. It was just mm-hmm. a matter of fact, like you were saying. That's what like, I mean. Like, it's, yeah, it's like you're not seeing that. And we ha- we, we've we seen Alaric depressed and at rock bottom, you know. But he's not going to go there now because he has kids. Because before he would have been, like, drinking and, you know. And like now he's like a head. Not only does he have kids, he's like got a business. Like he's got he's headmaster of the school. Like he's got tons of kids relying on him. Hope as well. So he's not gonna go there. And then like yeah, speaking of hope, at the end she sends Landon to New Orleans to see mm-hmm. a family friend, and um, hoping it's Vincent or most yeah, people are assuming it's Vincent. It I feel it just like makes wouldn't... sense. Because she would have said family if she was sending him to, like, Freya, Freya. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought Freya at first, but then She was I more thought... like, I have a friend I'm going to send yeah. you to. And and um, if you watch the originals, like, you you kind of... Like, Vincent's always kind of the person that has the knowledge, and he does, like, research, I feel. And um, so I feel like he could help him. And he's he's always been, like, kind of nurturing to, like, supernatural creatures. And, like, he he's always been, like lending help even when he didn't want to he always ended up coming and being like all right i'll help i'll help you i know? feel like he so. was like doing stuff for the greater good like yeah he, he never really wanted to be in the michaelson drama but he, he always wanted peace michaelson. yeah he was always a big advocate of peace and he was the one that was able to help with the whole hollow mess and everything so yeah um i really i hope i don't maybe we do get to see him i don't know one way or the other that'd so that's be nice a, that's a good character that like nobody would think of so mm. I mean, well, not nobody, clearly people are, but, like, everybody's like, oh, we want Freya, or we want, you know, this person to come on the show, but then, like, thinking of, like, Vincent is a great character, because mm-hmm. you had Vincent, who, like, the actor who was playing Finn inside Vincent's body, and then we get Vincent back, so that actor's been around for a while. And wasn't that um, kind of, like, the agreement at the end of the originals that, like, Marcel would leave, and Vincent's kind of running things? In I New Orleans, so. yeah. So it's like, yeah. If 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 Landon goes there, it's like he's gonna he's gonna be the guy to see because yeah, he's kind of he's running the whole thing right now. <laughs> so I really I really hope that's the case. But they also had Hope and Landon kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, I and it was like... very epic. They did it in a very epic Vampire Diaries way. It was. It was. It was in the middle of the street with the mm-hmm. bus pulling up behind them. But I kind of like seeing her smile. Like, I didn't notice it until that end scene that we don't see her smile really, often. Yeah, we really don't. And it was it was a very nice moment. And I kind of just, like, 
there are moments when those like smiles happen that I kind of want there to be like a ghost outline of Klaus just oh, being there no, and like a like a force ghost. <laughs> yeah, just like <laughs> being there and seeing that because like I don't or, think Star- she yeah. or Haley or even Haley. Is it? They do a great job with casting that actress. She does at moments seem like the perfect combination, like like aesthetically. Mm-hmm to yeah Carlson and the way Haley. she handled um like initially like in the second episode when she was like when she went right to wanting to kill landon without asking any questions or trying to figure out any more information that's so klaus like that's klaus would always just like rip people's hearts out and like As you know and then later. afterwards like find out more information and be like oh shit yeah yeah you know so that's it's very much that was very very klaus and i like that but I guess that I really like that. I mean, like I really like that that relationship and how they're building trust again, and the bracelet where yeah. she's like, just press the button and like it will bring me to you. That um, was a little cheesy, but <laughs> that was. Cute. But it kind of felt like it. It kind of gave me like um, like when um, uh, Stefan gave Elena that necklace with the vervain, where like yeah, like you're just a protecting. Like she's like, I'm gonna try and protect you. And I thought that was nice. It was also nice as like the reverse. It's like a woman protecting a man, and like mm-hmm. I kind of like that. It's like a nice like flip on the trope. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like knight in shining armor is like hope. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, we saw this episode that like he doesn't have any way to defend himself, and she's very protective towards him, too. So. I was kind of hoping that like the like the bus would like. Not obviously not hit them, hit them, but I thought maybe there'd be like an activation of some power, like maybe like oh. like like because they were like not because they were kissing, but because maybe he had like protections mm. on himself. Cause, like because remember he was in the bus before. I think that was also... solely for the lights, like the effect of the of the spotlights, uh, you know. Yeah. Like backlighting them. That's it was aesthetics. But no, I think that this has been was my favorite episode, definitely. Yeah. I feel like it took this one took like all the best things about what this show is and like I feel like it's reached a peak right now. Like it's 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 got to be even better as it goes on, but right now I feel like it's def- this is definitely a, a peak. Cuz it's like it also continued like repeat my curiosity for Landon because in the beginning I thought Landon was going to be this overarching like evil person and we were going to have like this villain of hope against Landon and I I really thought that was going to be a thing and then the next episode you realize he's just an idiot. But this is so interesting. Like, this mystery has got me really, yeah, it's really got me. Like, I desperately want to know. Like, I it had me in this episode being like, please find out now. And I knew we wouldn't find out now, but. I, it's like, what is Landon? What is he? Come you on. Know what? Of course, Hope would have to, the only guy she's really into would have to be some creature that nobody's heard of before. Yeah, because like she's she's some creature that no one's heard of before. It's like the tribrid. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's one of her one of one of a kind, and he's probably one of a kind also, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, and then I'm just like, what is his mom going to be like? And then like, mm-hmm. is his dad like this like really evil person? And like, there's uh, just so many speculations in my head and what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited because I was. I was afraid it was definitely going to be like monster of the week thing. I mean, I liked the episode so far, 
But mm-hmm. what I missed was the overarching villain. Like I missed the Klaus of it all, the Kai, you know. Yeah. Even I don't I don't love the the monster of the week thing either. Like it's not really that's never been like my bag of stuff. Like I oh, yeah, I like having like an ongoing story and I know they're trying to switch it up a bit. Um but yeah, it, to me like I get a very like 2000s feel from that cuz I remember mm-hmm. when shows used to be like that and I never ever I never liked it, not even back then. So I think I, what I it's crazy that is that it. It's like monster of the week, but the overarching story is that knife. Like that's yeah, the enemy. That's like, still there, and like the thing that really um, keeps me going too is like the characters, um, like the consistent characters, and like the relationship drama and everything. Like I like all that stuff. So that, like, I'm there for that. And the the monster of the week thing kind of, eh. but I like that this episode tied that together. Like the fact that it explained kind of like why we've never seen these creatures and explain like that they are all connected to this knife. And so they were, it pulls it together, which I liked. So that was good. Yeah. I, I definitely like that about like what's going forward. I'm just really excited to see what Landon is. And yeah, me too. Me too. And I, I'm, I'm hoping that him being sent away isn't like we're going to ignore it for a bit now or something. Cause I, I must know. Like, I feel like what's going to end up happening is that there's just going to, my like prediction is that he's going to go to New Orleans and he's going to like sort of figure out what he is or meet with, you know, hopes. Like, with are they going to show him in, in New Orleans? I hope so. I don't know if they will or not, but that'd be pretty cool. That would um, be pretty cool. But it would feel like a different show. Yeah. It especially would, but, especially mean, for him, just to show him. I think they're sending him to New Orleans to put him away for a little bit so we can yeah, deal with this knife situation. Like that, like, well, because there might be like phone conversations, like maybe he'll call or something, and it will look like he's in a hotel room, which could be anywhere. Um, I don't know. I or maybe at the like he won't be in next week's episode, but at the end of the episode, Hope will get like a distress signal. Like the bat, the bat, the bat signal will go off, and she'll have to like go to New Orleans, or maybe he doesn't even make it there. Ooh, like that's another option is he doesn't make it there. Yeah, that's true. That'd be, that'd be scary. And they have to go find him. Yeah, I care about him enough now that I'd be like, oh my god, find him. <laughs> you know what? They need to. They need to have one of those things where somebody takes him, and they all have to go on a mission, and then somebody accidentally, you know, stakes Caleb through the heart because you know someone's got to die every once in a while and we're done with Caleb and MG can yeah. stick right in there. No? I don't think I'd mind. That's fine. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I can't stand that character. I just I can't. I either yeah. want him to have like be compelled to change a little bit like to be less of a dick. What if we end up really liking him later? I like what like... if he like redeems himself? Mm, like he grows on me like I, okay, I absolutely hated Damon for the first, like, five yeah. episodes, so, I mean... Well, I don't think I ever hated Damon, to be honest. He, okay, he killed Lexi. I absolutely hated him. Speaking that of was, Damon, like, that was probably did the y'all worst thing see, he ever did. Speaking of Damon, did y'all see Ian's tweet the other day and said, hello? Yes. yes. Everybody was dying, and I was Everyone like... Freaked out, yeah. I was like, does it have to do with legacies? Like, what is happening here? No, I don't I would... think it does. Um, oh, why did he write that? 
It would be really interesting, though. But could you imagine, like, Damon and Elena having kids or something and having the last name Salvatore and be like, why is there a school with your last name? But, like, you're yeah. not there. I was looking up the IMD, the Internet Movie Database, and there's a Salvatore witch that's going to come in one of these episodes. Oh, interesting. And it's a, it said Salvatore witch. I wonder which episode Paul is directing. I would like to know. It must be weird, like, directing... There's an episode like, Paul Wesley's going to be directing. It's It's got to be this season. Yeah, It is. Up. I think Ian's also directing an episode. Let's but see. I know that Paul for sure is. He's doing a lot of directing. Hmm? He's doing a lot of directing. He seems to be pretty busy, yeah. too, with uh, Tell Me a Story. Yep. Um, He's working hard. But no, yeah, that was my main points of the episode. I think it was a great episode. I, like the development in some characters that I didn't particularly like before, and there isn't development in one character I don't particularly like, but maybe there will be. can hold up hope. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely seeing some relationships I like, the Landon and Hope, and I'm really kind of definitely back on the Penelope and Josie front. Yeah, me too. But I also like I'm, Josie I'm like and Raphael. I'm like, yeah. like I also like when she kissed him last week. I thought that was really cute. But, you know, the whole... Lizzie sleeping with him is gonna put a huge wedge there. No, I. This is okay. The thing is, like, if you bring to me a character that's LGBTQ plus, if you bring me that character and then you make them have, like, you put them in a heterosexual relationship, like, I I know that that's like I know I shouldn't care, but like it kind of bugs me. I mean. And it's not, I know it's not, like, it doesn't make it a heterosexual, it doesn't make them heterosexual, I know it doesn't erase them, their, their, uh, sexuality or anything. I'm not saying it does that, but it's just, like... Well, I think that's because most of the times when somebody is, like, like, in my case, bi or pan, they are usually shown with men because that's what's been more, more comfortable. They're like, okay, yeah, she has this attraction to girls, but she's with a guy. Um, yeah, it just kind of seems like, okay, so, you know, you're just saying that she's this. And, and alluding to, you know, a relationship that's no longer, like, that's not an on-screen relationship. And you're just I, going to, like, the safer angle, and it's like, I'm not, like, I feel bad saying this, because it's like, yeah, it's it doesn't erase her sexuality, and, like, in real life, this is different. Like, it's like, you know, you're bisexual, and if you're with a guy, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, well you just went the safe route or something like, I'm not going to say that in real life or whatever, yeah. but it's just like with a TV show. It's, I feel well, like it's a little such lack of representation that we already have. Yeah. It's like for like why... same sex, like women and women relationships, especially since like for some reason, it always ends up one of them ends up being killed or someone's cheating on somebody else. And you know, there's yeah. such a lack of good women, women relationships on TV that yeah. having an opportunity with Josie to have somebody like Penelope to exactly it's actually... an opportunity that that you miss sort of and um like I brought this up before I'm not sure if I brought it up on this podcast or not we've recorded a few things today but I was listening to a Julie Pleck uh, podcast and she was talking about how um you know in the in Vampire Diaries it was a very long time before they had any LGBT um representation at all and she said that was like they realized that was a mistake and they tried to rectify that, but it was like much later on. And they did that with like those, uh, that lesbian couple in like season seven, I think it was, the heretic witches. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, it was so short. 
It was like we barely saw them together. They both died. I was going to say, they, didn't they both die, like, Yeah. the and same it's season? Just, it's just like, you know, and then the only other person I can think of is, like, Luke. Remember Luke? He was one of, he was, um, I think he was another Gemini twin or something. He was a twin. Do you remember? He was that that one girl, I forget her name now, that girl that was blonde with the curly oh, hair. Yes, 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 yes. His sister, and I think they were twins. Were they uh, Gemini twins? I don't think so. But then they I also they eventually... He had to die. He died too, anyway. That's my point, is he died too. And he was gay, and it's like... It's like and then that the relationship trope, that, that, that they kill had your gays trope. Too. In the originals, they had that couple that were gonna... They were gonna get away. Right, Josh gonna... and, and Aiden, which was very <sighs> short, and Aiden died also. I love... It's I just love... like, okay, so we've got this character with Josie... And you start off with, with it's like she she's broken up with the girl. And that's where it starts. And you're like, okay. But a lot of shows, a lot of shows do do that too, where they're like, you know, let's break them up and then at the beginning and then it'll be like a journey of them coming back together. And I'm hoping that's where that's headed. Because I'm I don't care about her being with Raphael. I just don't because I feel like that's just like a missed opportunity to me. I I do agree, but I, I definitely think that if they were to go the route of Josie and Raphael, I do think they had, like, some cute chemistry, but I think that... They do. When it I'm comes, not comes down to it, I don't think Josie realizes, but I think she likes Raphael because Lizzie likes Raphael, and I don't think she realizes that that's the reason why. Mm, I'm not sure about that, but... Because I think that she does, like, there's, like, this subtle part of her because she had that, like, slight little like dark magic thing and also when she set Penelope's like jacket on fire mm-hmm. and that's where she really noticed Raphael and I think it's also because Raphael noticed her it's a little bit reboundy also yeah that's what I'm thinking like I don't think that she's really into him into him but I wouldn't be opposed to like that being like a in between her getting back with Penelope yeah um, but I do see what you're saying because like as somebody who grew up by I didn't have any like representation like Josie I didn't have that I didn't realize you could be like I was attracted to women but but I feel like just saying that is not enough yeah I don't I didn't have the like I didn't know that it was like a thing that like not not a thing I just like I knew I was attracted but there was nobody on tv that no characters that were the same as me actually maybe I would be okay like say if say if they did like what you said like if she was with Raphael and then she does get back together with with Penelope, it would kind of bug me at first because it's like this is what we get first. But at this, like, yeah, if we, I just want to be able to see her with a girl, and then, like, then I might be okay with seeing her with a guy. It's just, it's just like, yeah, it's just the fact that um, we're starting with her broken up already with a girl, and it's like we never saw that, and then she's gonna get with a guy and. Yeah, I think I just I think I just need to see her in a relationship with a girl. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I definitely agree. I just I I think that what it's one of those things with this cast, they're kind of just like shippable. Yeah. I mean yeah. I have what like one that a, I prefer. I just wanna say also she's not she's not bi, she's pansexual, which is Yeah. Oh, I knew that the character was pan. Yeah. I'm just, just they don't talking see about gender. me. With yeah. me, like, my example with me being bi, well, that was my example. But I knew she had mentioned it, uh, the actress had mentioned it on Twitter, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah. 
I, I would also like to see something with with that as well because like when you open that up it's like well this is a supernatural world <laughs> so yeah I mean the possibilities are endless <laughs> alright well I think that is it for this week's episode Andrea thank you for being here in place of Chloe for the week Chloe we hope you feel better um, we'll be back next week hopefully the three of us to recap next week's episode next week's episode is going to take us back for th- it's going to be like a throwback uh, oh man uh, this promo like yeah go ahead I'm glad that you told me to watch it Like, it's a crazy s- promo pe- pe- if you haven't watched it y'all girl also, could you your... imagine people that haven't watched the vampire diaries are going to be yeah, so yeah they're not going to know yeah well, I think it'll probably be handled the same way that, like, like I think, you know, there's always mentions of stuff like that and um, that people might not necessarily catch on to, but I think you can still watch it and not have that background yeah. knowledge. It's just, like, enhancing things. But, yeah, because right now, you know, like, if you didn't watch the other shows, you know that, like, they had they had a mom who's now... Hold on gone. to your weave. Hold on to the weave. Glue down the edges because... <laughs> <laughs> Weaves will be for lying next week. Yeah, man, Joe is back. Uh-huh. And we haven't seen her since like. I like how when they asked Lark like six of the Vampire Diaries. I think. I like how when they ask they ask um, Lark. Oh, you know who that is? He's like, it's the love of my life. <laughs> oh my God, yes. yeah. I think out of all the women that he's lost, she's like up here for him because. They were gonna get married, like they were at the freaking altar. Like that was like the worst wedding. Like that was like the Vampire Diaries. Um, what's that wedding in Game of Thrones? Like the red the wedding, wedding or whatever. Holy that's like crap. the red wedding in Vampire <laughs> yeah. Diaries, dude. Like that's that. Like that was the worst. That was deal. so awful. Um, and she was pregnant with the twins, and then that's when they got put in Caroline, and that's why Caroline's their mother. But, um, yeah, like when when this show was first coming out, and all those like all the promo was happening and the cast was getting interviewed. Like, I think that's when I, when I learned that, um, Lizzie is much more, uh, like she sees Caroline as her real mother and she takes after her a lot. And then, um, so Josie it's, it's with Joe that she takes after and who's, who she sees as her mother. And so it's, it's, I think we're going to see that really a lot in the next episode. Yeah, because we'll I think see. I think that she's she's like the new monster of the week, and she's a zombie. And um, I think that she's gonna be like, I think Josie's gonna kind of be lulled into this sense of like, oh, my mom is back, and I think Lizzie's gonna be like the same one who's like, no, like we can't, like this is not really our mom though. So she'll be like the voice of reason, which is yeah. interesting. Because, like, usually Lizzie's not the voice of reason. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. But, yeah, again, thank you, Andrea, for being here. You can catch Andrea on the Show Hunters podcast. And we will talk to you guys next week. Have a good one.